1: today let the word go forth fool me
2: once are you fired up i'm not a crook are you ready to go shame on shame on you
1: it's abe lincoln's top hat hosted by ben kissel
0: boom you can't get fooled
2: again cool you doing good i'm doing all right are you unstressed i'm i was never you're never stressed (laughs) Welcome to the show, everyone. What's up, Marcus? I'm never stressed. I, yeah, I'm super stressed a lot of the time. But not, yeah. right now, I'm totally cool. Well, you got a Darth
1: Vader Pez. Mm-hmm. Pez dispenser with uh, strawberry Pez inside. Ooh, I was wondering what kind of Pez Darth Vader would have inside of him. <laughs> Turns out it's strawberry. 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 Welcome to the show, everyone. I am Ben Kissel, uh, as always, with Mr. Marcus Parks. Yo. Uh, let's see. What a, uh, what a fun week. I mean, we'll, we'll talk a lot about the Democrats today. Thank God there's actually something to discuss on the, uh, on the left side of the aisle when it comes to the Democratic primary. Finally. Hillary's fatally flawed. Why? Nobody trusts her. Or likes her. That's a problem. <laughs> when you have to have people go and actively vote for you, it's good uh, to be liked by those people. Her unfavorable ratings are always in the 60s. Bernie Sanders has been able to, has been able to uh make a lot of inroads with what was once perceived to be an impossible uh election for him. He's been able to get a lot of people to support him. He has 97 90% of the people uh, when asked if they trust Bernie Sanders say that they do which is the opposite pretty much of Hillary so it's sort of like voting for either Tom Hanks the most trustworthy actor in the history of actors and if there's a sexual scandal when it comes to Tom Hanks he didn't do it (laughs) I haven't learned a thing from our idols if anyone says something bad about Tom Hanks you gotta go through me that's right I need hardcore evidence and even then have you seen Philadelphia? <laughs> the guy's a hell of an actor. Forrest Gump makes me cry to this day. J'Nay. Great. eight. <laughs> So you got a Tom Hanks-like Bernie Sanders, and then you've got the uh, news anchor Brian Williams. (laughs) That's your Hillary type. I would say Hillary's more like a Tom Sizemore. Maybe, okay. Well, Sizemore doesn't lie about being a scumbag. (laughs) I think Bill and Tom Sizemore have done very similar things, and Hillary (laughs) and Tom Sizemore have done similar things, but Tom Sizemore tweets about it. it. (laughs) He owns up. He owns up. And much like Brian Williams lied about being under RPG fire while in a helicopter, uh, which then got him, of course, uh, forced to take a six-month leave from NBC News, Hillary lied about taking sniper fire while getting off a helicopter or a plane in Bosnia. Mm -hmm. So she is not trusted whatsoever by any of the people who take honesty as a cornerstone for a person's character. And people who take honesty very seriously reside in the Midwest and they reside in the South. Bernie Sanders has been able to go into Iowa. He's got New Hampshire. I think I'm going to say it, in the bag. Mm-hmm. They love him. Easily. And then he's going into Iowa and making Hillary, as RuPaul would say, have to work. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, man. They She
2: really does have to work here. And it seems like the harder she works, the more people hate her.
1: She doesn't know how to work positively. No. She works negatively. So now her campaign is going off, and they are blasting Blasting Bernie Sanders, not perceived as a lovable person previously, but next to Hillary, he's Dom DeLuise. (laughs) Next to Hillary, he is the most huggable, grumpy grandfather Mm -hmm. you could possibly have. Uh, Her campaign has recently taken digs at his grandchildren. Hillary said that her grandchild was the best. She was given an interview to Morning Joe, which airs at 5 o'clock in the morning. So, woo! I hope they're making a lot of money. It ain't easy to wake up at that hour. Mm -mm. And you get the pun, because the host is named Joe. Oh, is it? Yeah, that's right. (laughs) And sometimes you say, I'm groggy. What do you need? A cup Mm, of Morning morning Joe. Which is coffee. (laughs) So we get that there. She's on Morton Joe, she's giving an interview because she's showing herself, she's going out to the media a little bit more than uh, she wanted to previously. The more you know her, the more you dislike her. And she mentioned how she actually has a great grandchild and she wants to protect the future for that grandchild. um, Insinuating that somehow Bernie Sanders' grandchild uh, is somehow a lesser than. Which I don't understand Oh, Clinton's grandchild is a baby We know nothing about this grandchild It's a schmuck baby <laughs> No, I can't say that I'm not gonna say that Every child has the right to be proven good Or proven to be a schmuck baby Nah,
2: the burden of proof is on the baby You're a schmuck until proven otherwise
1: Alright, alright I do I'll take it i'll take that so she's going out she's blasting sanders she's discussing his age which is very ironic is he mentally well she's sort of alluding to the fact that uh, he might be going down uh, the path that ronald reagan so uh, bizarrely zigzagged down during his second term as he was forgetting many many things and uh you know Alzheimer's in chief is not exactly what the American people want. Absolutely not. And it's
2: very odd that Hillary's even bringing that possibility into the race because there are a lot of rumors that she suffered a concussion years ago, which has made her wildly unpredictable in the years since.
1: As a matter of fact, there's a Hollywood movie starring Will Smith. It's all about it. (laughs) It's called concussion. It's about the NFL, Ben. Oh, the National Football League. (laughs) It's not about Hillary Clinton having a slip and fall while doing something dumb. Interesting. So you know for a fact that Bernie is really—he's getting under Hillary's camp. Uh, he's getting under her skin, and he is uh, th- the campaign is feeling the burn, but not in the positive sense. In the sense of they are in desperate need of going to a political doctor to find a remedy, to find a cure for the itch that they cannot scratch, which is the undeniable truth that Bernie Sanders is being looked at. As a serious candidate for the President of the United States of America. Who would have said that? Who would have said that a year ago? Right. Bernie has always been an it would be nice. It would be nice. He is your dream candidate for a small sliver of the Democratic Party that was really not represented, and it is not represented. Uh, you know, other than in Bernie Sanders, maybe the Al Frank, maybe a little bit of an Al Franken, sort of a Dennis Kucinich type, you can find a little bit of that uh, you know, political populist that Bernie Sanders is tapping into right now. But for the most part, establishment Democrats do not embrace the ideas of Bernie Sanders, which is why he has basically zero support from uh, the establishment politicians working in Washington today. No senators support him and only a handful. If not even a handful, uh, 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 maybe a uh, a pawful, a kitty's pawful of endorsements from uh, from Congress. Oh no, he's only House. got two. For, yeah, he's only got two. Yeah,
2: he's got two. It's uh, Keith Ellison and Raúl Grijalva, and I love Raúl so much.
1: <laughs> I loved him when he trained Batman. <laughs> he was wonderful. <laughs> so Bernie Sanders, the problem again, there was no bench. There was no bench for the Democrats. Biden choosing not to get in. Then, of course, you know, you have O'Malley, who's not doing much in the polls. He's at roughly 2% nationally. Some polls put him at 5%. Yeah, his only endorsement is uh, Eric Swalwell. And Swalwell is a, you know, (laughs) sounds like something that happens if you swallow a bee (laughs) and you have to go to the doctor, and they're like, you've got a Swalwell. (laughs) It's not right. So, Bernie Sanders not well-loved in the House whatsoever, which is a benefit in this cycle of anti-establishment sentiment amongst both constituencies on the right and the left. If you're a part of the establishment, you're no good. You're tainted meat Inside. like The Walking Dead. You are, you are an extension of of a zombie-like disease that has permeated throughout our government for the past 20 years and people are sick and tired of the zombie politics the uh, the lack of fluidity in political thought the gridlock between the Republicans and the Democrats people are sick and tired of it so when you're not endorsed by senators that is a good thing Hillary Clinton she said uh, she sent out uh, Claire McCaskill senator claire mccaskill and this was claire's large diss on bernie that no no uh senator supported him that's how delusional and out of touch the clinton campaign is right now with how the general public is feeling when it comes to uh, government establishment and how they've failed us on every single thing that has mattered to the mid, mid uh, middle class for the past two de- uh, decades.
2: Yeah. And by the way, Claire McCaskill was the very first senator, the very first uh, establishment Democrat to come out in favor of Hillary Clinton. She's been stumping for Hillary since June of 2013. I mean, she's her, mm-hmm.
1: she's her front line. She's one of her generals. And Hillary's been running for the presidency since, well, now going on eight years. Yeah. Right. She's been, every single thing she has done has been calculated in order to put, uh, put her into a position of, uh, with enough political clout to, uh, you know, levitate her to the presidency. In her defense, I don't think that she's running a 1990s-style campaign, In 1980s, 1970s, 60s, 30s, 40s. It is all different. Mm -hmm. No one thought if you look at a resume, Hillary technically did everything right. She would be so confused about why she doesn't get the job because her resume is exquisite on a uh, superficial level. Secretary of State, former senator, former first lady. What hasn't she done? Well, she did all of it. She just wasn't very good at any of it. She wasn't very good at any of it. (laughs) That's a problem. And then you have Bernie who has managed to be in, uh, be in uh, political life for going on 30 years now, and if you look at his resume, um, not quite as um, as, uh, as shiny and beautiful as Hillary's, but it represents a person who has a moral compass. It's consistent throughout. It's consistent, and whether you like some of the things that Bernie stands for or not, it really doesn't matter. In the same sense that what you, whether you like the things that Trump stands for or not, it really doesn't matter because people are looking for somebody authentic. And Trump is, I believe, anti Muslim. <laughs> I believe him when he says it. Right. He, he is authentic, when he He's, uh, authentic.
2: He is authentic. He is, yeah, a and terrified Ber- coward. Bernie Sanders. <laughs> well, we'll get into some of the. Yeah, 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 yeah. yes.
1: He is a terrified coward. I, I believe that Ted Cruz beat him in many ways in the last debate, although Trump. He, he somehow pulled it off and won again. Bernie Sanders, uh, you know, you look at him, uh, his record, his uh, pro-union record, for better or for worse, but it's, it's solid. Mm-hmm. His gun record, um, which some people, which Hillary is trying to, uh, you know, f- uh, flank him on the left. Hillary is very upset with him for voting against certain, uh, the Brady bill. He also voted against a bill. Uh, that would allow people to sue gun manufacturers if that gun that was sold to a consumer was used in a violent act. I agree with that. Right. Now, and also Hillary is going against Bernie for voting for a for not voting for the law. Yeah. Or I believe it was a not I believe it was a nay I think you went horse on it, <laughs> as opposed to old British yay. Well, this is another tone-deaf
2: Hillary thing because she's going after him on this gun, right. uh, this gun thing. But Bernie Sanders can come right back and say like, hey, listen, the biggest gun establishment in the world, the NRA has given me a D minus rating as far as my record on voting on gun control stuff. So it's another it's another tone deaf thing that she's just she's grasping at straws.
1: man. And when Bernie explains it, and again, there is the rule if you're explaining, you're losing. But at some point you do have to explain if you have to continue explaining, then you've lost. But it's explaining things once isn't necessarily bad, No, especially these bills that are being passed, uh, you know, in the house, um, they're full of so many different things. So it's like, like we've discussed before, they're like horoscopes. You can say that somebody voted for something that is uh, absolutely preposterous. It happens all the time with the Republicans. They'll, uh, the Democrats will shoehorn in a. Um, a, uh, a veterans bill for example mm-hmm. in a larger spending bill uh, the uh, the Republicans will then say no to it and the political ad will say Republicans don't want to fund veterans and, mm-hmm. and vice versa it, that's just the way it happens so in this bill that Hillary is trying to convince the American people of that uh, that Bernie supports gun manufacturers when Bernie explained it it made a lot more sense the bill was very vague and uh, basically, if a small gun owner, if a small gun shop owner, rather, sold a gun that was then used in a, uh, in a violent act anywhere in the country at any given time, according to this law, that, manufacturer, that, owner, that seller could then be charged with a crime. Right. So I, I agree with Bernie. On that. No do I. You know, I mean, just because you you can't blame the cashier at McDonald's when the person has a massive coronary heart attack outside after, you know, he had his final Big Mac, you know, because we all have our final Big Mac. (laughs) But that's not the cashier's fault. So every attack that she made, and also with the concerns of the federal government gun grab, I think Bernie just sticks to his guns, so to speak, Mm. on guns. And why not? Pe- yeah. I don't think that's going to be a deal breaker for the people on the left that love his economic plans, um, and love his uh, his populist opinion on how government should run and his anti bank stance, his lack of taking funds from Citigroup and Time Warner. And uh, and Marcus, you said earlier before the show that Hillary and Bill have made hundreds of thousands of dollars speaking for these no, banks. No, no,
2: hundreds of millions.
1: Hundreds of millions. $139 million. Speaking uh, engagements in front of Citigroup and these banks. Banks and financial institutions, yes. So those people that like Bernie for that aren't going to be like, but he also, ha- he doesn't hate guns enough. I don't see that weighing in negatively enough for people not to go out and support him if they like his economic plan but i can see a middle class white male 35 to 55 the demo that trump destroys right now those are the people who are going to trump i can see bernie taking a couple over uh to his side especially people who feel as if they have uh wages have been stagnant for the past 25 years middle class jobs the job growth right now is at five you know we're at five percent unemployment which is a little bit of a false number because there's 40 million people who aren't actively seeking jobs in the workforce and they don't count them in the number which i have no idea why There is a lot of dissatisfaction in the white middle class uh, uh, rural southern midwestern areas of the country who feel disenfranchised and I can see Bernie with his populist message grabbing a lot of those people that Trump currently has a stranglehold on
2: well they both are going after the same demographic the disenfranchised
1: right or the perceived disenfranchised perceived either disenfranchised
2: and, or perceived disenfranchised right.
1: and to that point Hillary has currently had a uh, a, a massive grip on the black vote and that you can slowly start to see erode as more and more people, uh, you know, become aware of Bernie's economic policies and how they would actually benefit the poor minority communities more than Hillary Clinton's plan even suggests not that her plan would actually do anything, but the even, even what her plan suggests that, uh, how they, how she would help them. Well, Clinton's got the stranglehold on the older black voters. They're right. not, they're not going to be swayed, but it's the
2: younger black vo- voters that are really starting to go towards Bernie Sanders and are starting to turn away from Hillary Clinton because there are a lot. They actually look up the facts. They're actually looking at what Hillary Clinton has done right. over the last 20 years, the policies that see that she's supported, the things that she's made money on, uh, Private prisons and whatnot, her tough on crime stances that have absolutely demolished the black community. Absolutely. Uh, So, really, I mean, Hillary Clinton uh, is one of the most anti black candidates out there. As far as harm goes to the actual community, she's awful. She's six a fucking months,
1: demon. Six months before she uh, announced that she would be officially running for the presidency, that's when she stopped taking money. That's when they cut private prisons from their portfolio. <laughs> what a great every man. Everyone has to do that sometimes. <laughs> Everyone's got to cut private prisons from their portfolio. Yeah, really? You Naturally. Just, you
2: just really
1: sometimes got to scale back on your human misery money. Ah, you know. Well, I'm trying to run <laughs> for the presidency. So the fix was in for Hillary, and it looks like Bernie now actually has a uh, has a legitimate shot, and that's what has to happen. People have to believe he can win. Very similar to 1992, Bill Clinton coming close in Iowa, coming close in New Hampshire, losing both, but people believed he had a chance to win. Mm-hmm. So we that's what Bernie desperately needs to have uh people he, without support without somebody telling somebody else that they support uh bernie sanders those things start to spread like wildfire and once people believe he can win then all bets are off and no matter what this election is going this primary election is going to be going a lot longer than the clinton campaign expected mm-hmm. we have nevada and south carolina coming up right after iowa it's going to be uh Uh, i don't see bernie doing well in south carolina but i can see him making some inroads in nevada yep so he takes one or if he makes it a competitive if it is if it is a very close iowa race maybe he loses if he loses just a touch that's okay because again hillary as opposite of bill clinton the losing Iowa for Bill coming in second, I think maybe maybe a close third. That was a win for him because he was never supposed to be there. Hillary was supposed to s- sweep the whole thing. So if she just barely squeaks out a victory in Iowa, then Bernie takes New Hampshire. I think the ball starts rolling for Mister Sanders and uh, and that beautiful bald yet really covered. <laughs> head of hair, like his hair is so, he's very bald, but then he's also, got. I think James Adomian has a great joke, he's like, I am somehow the most bald candidate, but also the one with the most luscious hair. (laughs) I think Uh, that, uh, you know, starts to, uh, he starts to really make a strong push. So what
2: happens if Bernie Sanders takes the nomination? Who does Bernie Sanders choose as his VP?
1: Which, what a question. Who would have thought we would even have to ask this question? And it's difficult for Bernie Sanders because so many people have already hedged their bets and bet on Hillary. Every Democrat
2: except for, as we said earlier, Keith Ellison and Raul Grijalva. Yes, came out in favor of Hillary. And some of them came out uh, over well over a year ago, year and a half, almost two years ago. Right. Uh, so really, I think the question of, you know, does Bernie Sanders have to have somebody who didn't come out for Hillary? Uh, no, because it's No, impossible. you don't have to. Yeah, because right. he's not going to go for Raul, and he's also not going to go for Keith Ellison, who was the first ever elected Muslim. All right, into so, the uh, House
1: of Representatives. So the people, yes, so the Keith Ellison, the first elected Muslim, he actually has a fairly strong resume. I brought that name up to Marcus before the show. He informed me that he was uh, the first Muslim um, to be elected. Now you say that's a deal breaker, Marcus.
2: Absolutely, yes. Are you fucking kidding me? Islamophobia well, has never run high. As Islamophobia has not been this high in this country since 9-11. It would and be it's interesting. And sustained. In fact, there's a there the opponent that the uh, Democratic nominee is going to be trying to take votes away from is running on an anti-Muslim campaign. He is.
1: That's, of course, Donald Trump. Let's discuss him briefly. His platform. His platform. Yes, it is very anti-Muslim. World events are supporting his theory in a lot of ways. You have what happened in Cologne, Germany, where a lot of refugees were uh, molesting and sexually assaulting women. They banned... uh, uh, Muslim refugees from public pools in Germany, they are very upset with their decision to take in 800,000. Mm-hmm. Then you have what happened in Philadelphia, where the uh, a man who claimed uh, support for ISIS, he is an ISIS sympathizer, shot the uh, police officer, he shot him 10 times, the, the cop survived, chased him down, and then the officer shot him in the butt, <laughs> uh, which is true. That's kind of a funny, cute story there. Mm-hmm. Got a little butt, little zinger in the butt. He's been arrested. Mm-hmm. You have what happened in Texas. There was an ISIS sympathizer uh, in Texas who was just recently arrested. And then, of course, you have Jakarta, um, where there was just a, recently a terrible ISIS attack over there. So Donald Trump's anti-Muslim rhetoric is uh, benefited from, at the very least, news media covering a lot of um, ISIS-supported events and a lot of um, a lot of anti. A lot of refugee misconduct, right? It is refugee.
2: There is some refugee misconduct, but he also can't go completely a hundred percent. Like, okay, you got to blame ISIS for all this. This is all an ISIS thing because right. there are a lot more. Christianity inspired crimes in the United States in a month's time than there are ISIS inspired crimes, or as he said, Islam uh, inspired crimes. Right. I mean, how many? There was just a, a woman that uh, killed a near stranger just a couple of weeks ago uh, because she was an atheist. This woman was a Christian and she mm. murdered her neighbor because her neighbor was. Was an atheist. You know, of course, you have you know Dylan Roof. You have all these right. guys that are murdering in the name of Christianity. You have you know the Planned Parenthood guy. It happens all the time, but nobody is coming out and saying that Christianity should be banned.
1: Right. And of course, the Republican establishment is going uh, against Governor Haley of South Carolina. She gave the rebuttal to this oh, Obama's State of the Union, which is always the worst position for anybody to be in Ugh. because Obama obviously. Has a huge crowd and everybody is engaged uh, while watching. I thought it was a very boring speech, to be honest. But uh, you know, uh, Paul Ryan, a good Wisconsin guy, handsome, kind of. <laughs> I guess I don't know for a politician.
2: It's mean his eyes. His it's eyes. His, it's his
1: eyes. Right. So it's Haley, the bird thing. Yes, Governor Haley gave a great, uh, you know, uh, response to the State of the Union. Former go- or current governor of South Carolina, referencing Dylan Roof and uh, and how uh, Trump's rhetoric, anti-Muslim rhetoric, does not represent the Republican Party. Anyway, Bernie Sanders, he's a Jewish man, and uh, so I could also, you wonder if he would choose somebody like a Keith Ellison, who is a Muslim, that sends a polar opposite message of unity and peace, as opposed to Trump's uh, much more vitriol rhetoric when it comes to uh, immigration, and when it comes to uh, the Muslim community. Well, Bernie Sanders, the one thing about
2: him is that he has ideas that make people uncomfortable. He has words that have been, buzzwords that have been made uncomfortable over the last eight years. The number one word being socialist. Right. And And, and a lot of people, Jew as well, is going to make them a little uncomfortable, because how many Jews are in the
1: Midwest? Eight. <laughs> I just did a quick calculation. Not, Eight of them.
2: Not a lot. Not you know? many. Like there's, no. there's not going to be a whole lot. So Bernie Sanders also has that hurdle to overcome. He's going to have to have a running mate that brings him more towards America's comfort zone. Right. Uh, and a Muslim isn't going to be it. A All Muslim's right. just going to make people feel weird. And you can't have. And Bernie already makes people feel weird.
1: He's kind of, you know, he looks. Well, he well. <laughs> He's he's the kind of guy when he's talking, you're just like, but can we eat dinner now? I'm like, come on. I love him. No, he's a a very, people are engaged when he speaks. But I see what you're saying. So Keith Ellison, uh, although it does sound like a good nominee to me, maybe the fact that he is the first Muslim elected isn't going to be beneficial when uh, choosing a running mate for bernie sanders another person that people throw around is cory booker uh again where is the bench on the in the democratic party it is it is weak it is it is a weaker than the philadelphia 76ers the pro basketball team they have a terrible bench and the democrats do as well i know that for they're a terrible team yeah that's right so cory booker gets his name thrown out there regularly i'm just gonna say he's gained a lot of weight he has <laughs> he has gained a bunch of weight but that doesn't discredit you for the presidency. Just ask Chris Christie. He is a large man as well. So, and also from New Jersey. We'll t- we'll discuss Christie. I, I, Chris Christie is my least favorite politician on the face of the planet. Yeah? But we'll discuss it right after. You used that. to like him. Well, back when he wasn't a total schmuck, you know, he is a terrible... He has come against... Uh, legalization of marijuana so hard. It's real weird for no reason. <laughs> I mean, you know, you have economists, Republican uh, on the right and the left, just neutral economists being like, "Get that money." Yeah. Everyone is just, you know, uh, um, oh, I'm trying to think. What was the what was the name of the movie with Chris uh, with um, Chris Rock way back 1992? It's a great movie. CB4. CB4. <laughs> Everyone is acting like a drug dealer from C B four now. They're just like, give me the money. Yeah. But if somehow Chris Christie uh completely uh forgets about the financial argument the pro financial arguments and uh, the amount of money a stake can make yeah. from legalized marijuana. And then of course he's for common core, which makes kids uh, you know, uh, drones, which makes kids automated zombies. Yeah. One of the like legal- useless too. Useless knowledge. Yeah. Bubble knowledge. Bu- filling out a bubble. Uh so one of those things makes kids stupid marijuana and common core and it's definitely not marijuana it is common core every and, uh, and uh, um Chris Christie is also just promising to sit on Iran you know <laughs> like I sat on a kid when I was 6 years old for making fun of a girl I liked his foreign policy is just you know disastrous anyway Cory Booker is an option for Bernie Sanders. His approval ratings are fairly low. He's kind of fallen off the face of the planet. It's possible, you know, his sexuality is coming to question on a regular basis as well. He's one of these bachelors. What about, he's a lifelong bachelor. Confirmed bachelor Confirmed is what they bachelor. were known as
2: for decades upon decades.
1: Right, and his, uh, his record isn't exactly uh, a stalwart right now. If you look at what's happened in Newark, it yeah. makes Flint look livable. You know, Newark isn't exactly, uh, you know, gangbusters. Yeah, Newark's up there as far as the worst cities in America, without a doubt. Right. So that's Keith Ellison. That's Cory Booker. Two possible but extremely flawed VP candidates for Mr. Bernie Sanders. Who else do we got? You got Andre Carson. Now, this guy, Andre Carson, did a little research. He is uh, He's a black fella. He's handsome. He's a third-term congressman, I believe. However... The second Muslim to be elected to the United States. Oh my God! I had no idea. There's only two. There's only two. Those are the only two options. So he's the second Muslim to be elected uh, to the House of Representatives. He seems like a good, viable choice. It seems like you would uh, negate the uh, 74 year old white man, uh, you know, look of Bernie Sanders, but. You wonder if it's not sunk and dead in the water for religious reasons. All right, who else do we got? I mean, if you want to go white guys, Adam Schiff is up there. Adam Schiff—he's a—he's uh, been around the Democratic Party for a very long time. He's regularly on television. He's a well-spoken person. He—he's got rosy cheeks. He looks like Jigsaw <laughs> from the show Saw, from the movies Saw. Got a little—he's got rouge. <laughs> he's got a nice, beautiful rouge. <laughs> He's a possibility, but and yes, what's that? Is he the third Muslim elected? <laughs> Tell me he's not. No, he is Jewish though. He's Jewish, so we would have a Jew, a two <laughs> double Jew. All right, <laughs> you can say it. So two Jewish people on a ticket that might sink. Uh, that might sink the uh, the ticket because at the end of the day, regardless if people want to recognize it or not, it is a uh, Christianity has uh, it. It is rooted in this country's history. And it is embedded as the common uh, religion of the people, and it's going to take a long time before that uh, changes and that shifts. You okay. have to have a Christian
2: candidate. In right. fact, I mean, even you know, as little as uh, 16 years ago in 2000, it was a big deal when uh, Gore chose Lieberman. Yes. Because Lieberman was a Jew. Al Gore's running mate. Uh, yeah, Joe Lieberman was a Jew. And even just
1: 16 years ago, that was a big deal. I mean, how 50 years ago, well, a little bit over now, 60 some years ago, Kennedy being a Catholic was a deal. I huge. mean, huge. we used to break things up. We, we used to have a different kind of white. <laughs> there was like you're like Irish white, Polish white. Now we're all just white. Yeah. Oh, uh, Italian white. Italian. Don't and even get even... me started on the Italian whites. <laughs> and even then, it was Italian white and Sicilian. It was a whole bunch of different whites. Oh my god! Now we're with the Dominicans and the Mexicans. As soon as they are just Hispanic. Yeah. it will be, be a very so good... much simpler for all of us. Please. And as soon as Muslims and Christians are just religious, <laughs> I'll be thrilled. That's the there. I'm i the only thing the the only thing about the Trump uh you know uh, banning muslims the only part i'm just like can we just i like the fact that you're getting rid of religious people yeah but uh, you can't isolate one group of people over another yeah. okay so he's a jewish fella Schiff. i think he's a potential vp choice i actually don't know if the religion would matter so much bernie keeps that very close to his chest yeah i don't know if a lot of his constituency know that he's jewish um because he doesn't really express it very much, it might be a, it might be a civil rights angle that he could promote the first Jewish president of the United States. Um, although Harry Truman kind of looked Jewish, <laughs> uh, but you never know. So anyway, Schiff.
2: Yeah, uh, and then you have Steve Cohen, which do I? I mean, Cohen, do I have to say it? Buddhist. <laughs> He is a Buddhist. He's from Tennessee. Okay. Uh, which is good. A, a Southern VP would be good, but he's also Jewish. And really, now that we talk about it a little bit more, I don't know if the Jewish thing is such a big deal. The Tennessee thing helps out a little bit. Yes. But I'm, I, yeah, I don't know if it's a you big talk, deal, but
1: I still think that he needs a Christian on the ticket. You know, uh, interestingly enough, the only time i ever got in trouble when I did Fox News as Red Eye was, was when I made fun of Benjamin Netanyahu for running a racist campaign, an, an Islamic phobic campaign, very similar to Donald Trump's campaign, as a matter of fact, when he was running against Herzog in Israel during this last election cycle. It was the only time I ever got hate mail from Fox News listeners. Republicans, especially conservative Republicans, they can't get enough. Of Israel. Yeah. They love Israel more than they love parts of the United States. Yeah. Because Israel is actually killing the people that they just fantasize about murdering. (laughs) So you wonder if Bernie can go in, and like we were discussing earlier with his economic plan, chipping away at that 35 to 55-year-old white, middle-class union worker who has seen stagnant wages. You wonder if that Jewish thing might actually uh, propel some people to go and vote for Bernie because I don't see him not loving the state of Israel. I think that,
2: I think those Christians love Israel, but I don't know if they love American Jews. They love Americans who uh,
1: support Israel. I I do believe that.
2: Yeah, Uh, they love Americans who support Israel, but it has to be a pretty hardcore support. If there's, because I I really don't, I don't see Bernie Sanders having uh, an unconditional support of Israel. I'd see his... I he's would, done fairly... He has never come against the state of Israel. I don't think... But it's going to come up. It's definitely going to come yeah, up. Yeah, I'm fairly certain... In sarc- fact, I'm sure it'll come up before the general even happens. I'm sure it'll It's going to come up in the
1: primaries, yeah. possibly even in tonight's debate. It's. He's very pro-Israel. Yeah. Yeah, he has rep- he, uh, he has expressed that many, many times. Okay. So it's a possibility. He can, he can again, go kind of chip away at that. Uh, and, and Ted Cruz as well, kind of getting... Although he's... Ted Cruz has a religious base. That's why we're discussing religion. Ted Cruz's evangelical base will not be voting for uh, somebody who is yeah, Jewish and that's, certainly not is, somebody who is Muslim.
2: When is that going to be over and done with?
1: They're smaller, but yet uh, as, as, as the tighter you squeeze coal, the finer uh, the, the, the product is. I mean, they are more uh, aggressive than ever before. Mm, aggressive and loud, man. Very loud.
2: Disney Plus and Hulu are better together in the Disney bundle with new movies and series. On Disney+, Plus, experience the full Taylor Swift The Eras Tour, Taylor's version, with new main show performances and acoustic collection. On Hulu, follow the fantastical evolution of Bella Baxter, played by Emma Stone, in the award-winning film Poor Things. All of these and more
0: streaming this month. Get the Disney Bundle with Disney+, Plus and Hulu. Terms apply. See DisneyBundle.com for details. In a fast-paced world, every day brings new challenges and new opportunities.
1: All right. So who else do we got? What other options do we have? Uh, you've also got this guy Alan Grayson. Alan Grayson is the, the pit bull of the Democratic Party before Anthony Weiner lived up to his last name <laughs> and just showed everyone his well, relatively impressive dog. Pretty good. Frank. And he's got a good body. Better than mine. Oh yeah. I mean, <laughs> we should all we should all be so lucky uh but hopefully smarter than Anthony Weiner, of course he was the one who uh sent out all the sex out there he would, uh, there was a woman Sydney leathers, who he just couldn't get enough of of uh having a sexting campaign, really actually a juvenile offense, certainly yeah. by the standard of other uh you know political um pol- uh you know uh political controversies mm-hmm. but uh he just wouldn't stop doing it so he's he's out. Um, of course, Uma, his wife, is is working closely with Hillary. But uh, Alan Grayson replaced Anthony Weiner as the pit bull for the Democratic Party. He's very loud. He's very boastful. And uh, to my knowledge, he has not supported or endorsed Hillary Clinton yet, which would be big. He did. He supported he her did. on uh, November seventeenth. So this puts a massive uh, kink in that. That puts a, uh, that, that hurts. Uh, he would have to renege his support for Hillary and, uh, and Bernie would have to believe, I think what's going to happen is that since so
2: many people have come out from for Hillary, if Bernie Sanders does end up getting the nomination, I think all of these people can take back what they says so are like, all right, well, the people have spoken.
1: And so, and so the people go as do I, right? Of course, again, it would require Bernie to win and it would require these people to actively go to bat and support him. It's very difficult. I understand the if you're a politician, if you're in the Congress, uh if you're a senator, uh you you I mean, who would have not bet on Hillary? Yeah. Who would have bet on Bernie? No, not on Bernie. You know, if you if you have to assume especially the way that the Republicans are going Democrats in a head-to-head race pretty much against everybody except marco rubio versus bernie sanders where marco and bernie are relatively close 44 to 43 democrats have a good chance of winning this cycle yeah so if you have to hedge your bets it's very difficult to um to predict uh the rise of a bernie sanders um you know bernie sanders campaign yeah
2: and it's also i mean i think i don't think anyone uh Expected you know Bernie Sanders to come up, but I think as, even as far back as like two years ago, people were saying like, okay, well Hillary Clinton's going to be the next nominee, but ugh, and they wanted to that, like her if only there was somebody else because that's I mean that's what everyone always says like if only there was someone else besides her
1: right right and of course that goes back to what I was saying earlier with the bench they there is no Democratic bench Bernie is the only other option so people are giving him a very strong. Look. Yeah. Another guy
2: that the Dems could go for is uh, this guy out of Illinois, uh, Louis Gutierrez.
1: Louis Gutierrez (laughs) batting next for the New York Mets.
2: (laughs) Yeah. But uh, Louis came out, I mean, and this is also uh, a counteract to Trump. Uh, is uh, he came out and said that illegal immigration was, quote, really an issue of human rights mm. uh, and saying that really uh, these it isn't necessarily illegal immigration. It's more refugees. It's more seeking asylum, which under United States law is legal. Mm. Uh, but Trump would come out and hit him hard on that. But what the Democrats could really benefit from on this cycle is they could really benefit from uh, an hispanic vice president
1: absolutely that's why marco is doing very well in a general election the whole electorate has changed this is the last time we're going to see a republican primary where the white straight male vote can actually catapult somebody to the nomination yep the culture is the country's uh it, it is changing so uh so having a hispanic on the ticket that that could benefit him. Uh, the man looks very frumpy. I'm not going to lie. Oh yeah, uh, they he, all look frumpy. They all look frumpy. And the age of Bernie Sanders must be uh, always remembered at 74 years of age. Can you see this man as president of the United States? His VP, that is.
2: Yeah, that's going to be uh, the question on everybody's lips. Um, and and Clinton also has. Uh, if we're talking about this in the primary. Clinton has the uh, advantage of people being afraid to come out to talk about Hillary's age. Absolutely. Because if people talk about Hillary's age, the next word that comes out of everyone's mouth is sexist. Sexist. Her age, her what?
1: Universe. Her likability,
2: anything like that. That's it's right. like sexist. It's all sexist. Can't That's she right. just be an awful person? Which I,
1: Can't she just be an awful old person? And again, this is why this is one of the areas where I love Donald Trump. He just went right back at her with the Bill Clinton stuff. Uh, Juanita Broderick is on Twitter now. Um, our, our our friend Travis Irvine, who's been on the show regularly, his former boss, Roger Stone, encouraged all of uh, Clinton's former accusers to get on Twitter. Mm-hmm. It's very interesting. Uh, what a new world we're living in. So that has been silenced a little bit. Her her proclamations that everybody who goes against her are, se- are, are sexist because, of course, her record on women's rights isn't exactly stellar. So let's just get to the final... Uh, nominee the final VP option which is on the lips of everybody speaking of women that is of course Elizabeth Warren is this ticket too liberal that's my only concern is that it doesn't alienate too much of the country we have a Democratic socialist he would be running with a uh, a liberal from Massachusetts she's currently sitting in in uh, Ted Kennedy's former seat it was Phil it was um it was filled by a fella Scott Brown, before, who is now um, being uh, thought of as a, p- a potential vice presidential candidate for Donald Trump. Is that ticket too liberal? Does that uh, does the uh, that white middle class base is it is it too toxic for them to vote for? That is my only concern. She is, I suppose, a Christian. She's not a Muslim, and she's not Jewish. I don't. So she's we'll call. A- she's come a default on, Christian. Come on, yeah, but I'm just atheist. saying she's default. I mean, again, in the country, <laughs> yeah. if you're if you're nothing as a politician, people are just like you're a Christian.
2: Exactly. Yeah. I mean, she's a Christian, like Obama is a Christian. Obama is a Christian. <laughs>
1: come on, man. He sat in Reverend Wright's church. If you don't, I mean, I didn't like Reverend Wright's message, but I was like, that is Christian.
2: Yeah. Uh, I mean, I, I think he. Yeah, he sat in Reverend Wright's church. But come on, man, I sat in church in high school too. It doesn't mean it doesn't mean that we're a Christian. Oh, you were just there for the wine. <laughs> Maybe that was me. I think if Bernie follows his heart he'll put elizabeth warren on the ticket but i think if he wants to get elected he'll put somebody else i think he'll but who else that's the only question that's the big yeah that's the big question but i think i think you're i think you're right in saying that you know it is too liberal of a ticket for 2016 2016 is not the uh progressive utopia that we all believed it would be uh in fact some might say that we've regressed quite a bit from uh, the la- in the last 16 years, well, even in the last 20 years, we've regressed quite a bit when it comes to social
1: issues. I don't know if we've regressed. I think there's a lot more. We are a lot more aware, yeah. I think, than before. True. Uh, which I think might lead people to think that we have somehow regressed when, in reality, we've always been this way. But now we're seeing it. True. Uh, certainly True. with the cameras, everybody being a uh, a director. Everyone has the ability to be a director in their own in their hands, in their pockets right now with their iPhones and smartphones and all that. So I think we're seeing a lot more of the uh, of the underbelly, the disturbing underbelly of the uh, of the power of the country, especially when it comes to, uh, you know, extreme placing and things like that. So those are the people that are potentially viable, I suppose, for Bernie to choose. For a VP, no one's really discussing this quite yet. You're not going to see it on the mainstream media networks because the Clintons own them. Or is it the lamestream media, It's the (laughs) lamestream. I think you're right, Marcus.
2: Marcus, you're right. Speaking of the lamestream media, I mean, is he going to have a complete Sarah Palin, like an out-of-left-field, who-knows-who-this-person-is nominee? Because
1: nobody had Palin on their radar in 2008. If you look at the numbers, I just was re-listening to Game Change. It's a book. But I listen to it <laughs> they do audio things I love to listen um Sarah Palin's approval ratings were huge if you look on, on paper it was a great choice and of course it nullified uh the the hope and change message of Barack they're like it's a woman it's kind of like a black person yeah you know it's unique yeah but it was uh, a horribly was a, short-sighted choice it was and that wasn't uh John McCain's fault it was yeah. his it was the, the people working on his campaign made a, a large mistake I wish that John would have just ran with either Lieberman or Lindsay yeah, uh, a McCain Graham ticket would have been would have been wonderful, uh, and I have a lot of respect for Lindsey Graham.
2: I have a lot of respect for both of them. Oh, at absolutely. Until the, at least until the campaign started, and you know McCain lost his way a little bit.
1: But well, what before can you, before uh, that? they're nice. McCain was very nice. He, he silenced the woman who called Obama a Muslim. He's he's not. Which if I was in McCain's ear, would be like, absolutely, ma'am. <laughs> I'd be like, go with it, bro. Yes, <laughs> ander. He's a Muslim. He's a socialist. I'm not saying whatever. Exactly. Uh, so those are the, uh, the, the possibilities uh, for Bernie, and it's a very exciting idea. But uh, let's uh, shift a little bit to, uh, to the right side, and I want to discuss our, our great listener and good friend Claude Wilson. Uh, he's a brilliant kid. He sent us a really nice message all about the Flint, Michigan water crisis, and I'm just going to read his message uh, towards the end. But briefly, my God, Marcus, how great are the Freedom Kids? the freedom kids. Great. That's are- the word you're using. Yes. <laughs> yes. Okay. For those that don't know Donald Trump, you know, you would think a man that big, does he even need an opener? It turns out he needs three of them <laughs> and they're girls and they're all under the age of 13 they're and they're children. freedom kids.
2: They're children. They are children. <laughs> they are children. They do not know what is going. They do not know. All they know is that they are, they
1: get to sing in front of a bunch of people. And who doesn't love to do that World War 1 there was a song that was written That's by syn- this fella. Like, yeah this well no but they, they sang they it though yeah. Britney Spears <laughs> li- uh, lip-synced lip-synced uh, a few uh, a few times as well and no one's taken away her uh, I don't know if she won a Grammy or not but her her, her MTV award her music awards for <laughs> yeah, MTV yeah, I know she, she won those Yeah
2: yeah she was big on
1: those Yeah I always liked watching those All right um, the Freedom Kids so they are they're speaking they're singing in front of Trump World War 1 a named named Cohen he wrote a song and it's a it's a very fun song. I'm forgetting the name of it now. And uh, they basically just they took that the melody and the beat and they made a song for Donald Trump. It's very Kim Dynasty. It's very North Korean. It's, it's very Ull, it's oon, It's soon. It's very Hitler Youth as well. Very Hitler Youth
2: esque. <laughs> if you go, I'm gonna. i Let me look up a little
1: bit of Hitler Jugend for you. No, but no. Listen, no. Because no war song, a patriotic song, has always been used to energize the youth. <laughs> They are amazing it is very north korean i wouldn't be surprised if dennis rodman is now voting for donald trump it's brilliant the song lyrics they just they bounce around in your head you cannot forget the the lyrics of this song stand up tall you know donald trump is going to build a wall it's phenomenal stuff it's like dried beans in a maraca it just they, they bounce around your head nonstop. i can't get enough of this stuff but donald trump using these kids it's very interesting because ted cruz recently leveled uh, levied the the uh, insult that donald trump has new york values which turned out to be a massive loser for ted cruz ted cruz will probably win iowa because of the even evangelical vote there is nothing more midwest than the freedom kids <laughs> the freedom kids are the definition of the Midwest oh look at them they're so cute. Oh they're so cute. <laughs> it's the most Midwest thing since the Wisconsin accents for making a murderer. It is phenomenal. <laughs> so there is no, so I think Donald Trump is doing a good job of getting rid of the idea in people's minds that he is a New York liberal with the freedom kids. No, this is Hitler stuff. No, it's, I was a little bit confused. I was a little confused, but this is Hitler.
2: Let me get. Let's get a little bit of just actual uh, kid lyrics in there. Huh.
1: Hey, uh, Freud line. You know what? I'm thinking this Hitler guy might have some good ideas. I don't know what it is about him. I just, I love the kids. I, Man, I love the show that he puts on. Oh, doesn't want any. Uh, no more Jewish people, huh? I mean, those kids, huh? Good singers. Play some of the Freedom Kids. Can you play the Freedom Kids? <laughs>
2: yeah, let me look up the Freedom Kids real fast.
1: Let's hear a comparison. Oh, I mean, it's just, it is brilliant. <laughs>
2: Come on, boys, take them down!
1: Take them down! <laughs>
2: from strength or get crushed every time. Deal from strength or get crushed every time.
1: Yeah. That's some there's fascist shit, man. There's something about Trump. <laughs> uh, there's something about Trump I really like it. I don't like his there's Muslim a, stance, but. Man, those something kids. Like, like, those kids. It's just, like, there's just
2: something, like, subliminal working in my brain that's, like, telling me that, like, I'm, like, a bigger man. That, like, if I, if I get with Donald Trump, then, like, maybe, like, I'll be greater than, than, than this impotent feeling that I have right now. That maybe I can crush things, crush, I don't know what it is, but there's some of these little girls that makes me think
1: that maybe I can
2: crush my enemies and those that are different from me.
1: Hey, One Direction broke up. They're going to be the hottest <laughs> new pop group around, especially when Donald Trump is president. Freedom Kids are going to be huge. <laughs> It's unbelievable, Those poor,
2: poor children,
1: oh, they're loving their life, they're loving it. That was in Florida. I believe they the performance that is getting a lot Pensac- of the-
2: Pensacola Pensacola
1: yeah. it's so funny, yeah, but you know that that tells you he is not your typical New Yorker. he is a man who loves America and loves American freedom.
2: Yeah, he's a never mind,
1: the freedom kids. <laughs> The Freedom Kids, you no, gotta check him out. No, he is a typical, he is
2: actually m- the most New York motherfucker out there. How cynical yeah. is he? Well, like, <laughs> he is, that's how cynical he is, that he can take like a World War One song. Right. It's like, yeah, let's get a couple of little fucking girls, uh, give them a little weird song, have them sing,
1: those idiots will love it. That's right, that's right. It's so cynical. It is, it is. But at the same time, it's totally working. <laughs> yeah! It's crushing! <laughs> I mean there's a family in Iowa, there's a couple in Iowa who go to see Trump talk. They wait 7 hours in the rain to go see him talk or in the snow or the cold. And then they see the Freedom Kids. They're discussing that for 5 months. <laughs> oh, the Freedom Kids. Oh, they were great. Yeah, every time Oh, they were nice. Every time there's that awkward
2: silence at the dinner table. Oh, oh you remember them Freedom Kids, huh? They were
1: great. Donald Trump. <laughs> Donald Trump.
2: Oh, yeah, he's got he's just got He's just got, you know, when I think about making America great, again,
1: I think about those kids. I mean, he is a buzzword. It's like when you Google uh, one of like a password generator, <laughs> but he is just like a political buzzword generator. Yeah, it's phenomenal. He's just crazy. He's crazy, man. And of course, Donald Trump going back to VP, if he would win the nomination, which 538 uh, Nate Silver's blog i guess it's just a blog at the end of the day uh they predict that donald trump will most likely be the republican nominee sadly they do predict that hillary will most likely be the nominee but in this election cycle it's so crazy Who knows? there's so many variables yet to be decided that uh i think that bernie has a very legitimate chance but again what a what a conundrum he'll be in when having to choose a vice presidential running mate because so many people have been in bed with the Clintons for so long that it's going to be uh, difficult for them to uh, to break out of their the their mental the mental cage the Clinton mental cage just I mean, the idea of voting for we got to get there first mm-hmm. you got to you have to get to the idea of voting for Bernie before you'll say your vote for Bernie going back to governor Nikki Haley of South Carolina when she took the Confederate flag down after Dylan Roof massacred the people at the Charleston church they had when they took the Confederate flag down off the state grounds they had to have a vote to have a vote yeah to take the flag down and people have to have the uh first the belief that he can possibly win to even begin having a discussion if they'd vote for him. And time is running out now. We're about 18, 19, 17 days away, 16 days away, depending on when you're listening to this, to Iowa. And it's going to be fascinating to see if Bernie can actually become a real contender in the minds of the American people. That's the battle he has to uh, overcome. There's and, no doubt.
2: And I think that uh, what you're talking about there with like, people believing you know, the vote to have the vote, that's why Bernie is still so far behind uh, in Clinton in the national polls. That's right. He is still losing in the national polls, but, but things can change. Yeah, one says tw- one poll says 25%, but another poll says 7%. Right. Uh, these, these polls are, are so unreliable. The state polls are a little more reliable uh you know the 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 pool they're pulling from is going to be a little smaller but these nationwide polls at this point in time it's uh god it's ridiculous to even take any of them seriously
1: Well, we're getting there now. Yeah. We're getting there now. So uh, let's see. Do we want to discuss anything with the Republican debate? I think that's already old news. That's fine. Uh, Cruz, Cruz beat Trump up when it came to the eligibility of Ted Cruz, the hypocrisy, of course, from Ted Cruz, who did not exactly uh discredit people who believed that barack obama was not an american citizen Mm -hmm. he was not on the forefront of the birther movement but he definitely allowed it to work in his favor ted cruz it is questionable if he can be president born in canada to a cuban father and an american mother he says he's american because his mother is american but by that Logic. He's just as Cuban as he is American, but we know for a fact he is 100 Canadian.
2: Yeah, if he is a staunch constitutionalist like exactly. he says he is, then he is not an American citizen. Because That's right. The well, or he may be an American citizen, but he's not eligible for the presidency not natural the, born, natural born. That's the Constitution is very clear when it says that you must be a natural born American citizen to become president of the United States. That's
1: right, and of course John McCain had some problems, or it was brought up. He was born on the Panama now, which is a u.s territory on a u.s uh, military base
2: it was on a u.s military base, base so, so it is a
1: u.s ter- territory right. it's uh, not fucking calgary it's definitely not calgary certainly certainly not and of course ted cruz also in a bit of heat because he had the audacity to demonize new york like we just said he's taken 11 million dollars from new york i forget the name of the donor his wife works for goldman sachs um she has since suspended her uh, her career at goldman sachs because he is running for the presidency he took a five hundred thousand dollar loan from goldman sachs he just happened to not put it on his paperwork it skipped his mind one more thing it's like a colombo episode well you have one more thing he's like the colombo of, fill, of filling out the paperwork He always, you know, he just kind of forgot something. Yeah, that guy is named, uh, the guy that gave
2: $11 million, his name is Robert Mercer. He's the co-CEO of the hedge fund Renaissance Technologies, which is located out on Long Island. So Ted
1: Cruz is a a, uh, hypocritical scumbag like Hillary Clinton and like the lot of them. Again, Bernie, I don't believe is hypocritical, and I don't believe Trump is hypocritical, and I think that's why they're both, uh, well, Trump doing very very well for a long time but Bernie on the rise because people are sick of hypocrisy in government and especially uh, in people seeking the White House all right so I feel like that's a good uh, good sort of wrap up here with the mm-hmm. with the uh, the main stars of the political race mm-hmm. uh, Ted Cruz please get out Jeb Bush you're done no. just go away Jeb I had a heck of a tweet it went Ben Kissel viral. Oh, which means seven hearts. <laughs> I guess they are hearts now, not faves. No, it had a hundred and something. Right. But it, I said, I said, I loved Jeb Bush when he was the useful paperclip from Microsoft Word. Remember the useful paperclip? Yeah. Kind of a funny tweet. <laughs> Maybe not so good in the audio world. When he was the useful paperclip. I don't get it. The paperclip that yeah, would come no, I know up. The- he looks like the paperclip. <laughs> what do you mean you don't get it? It's a visual. I mean, I don't. I don't. Well, it went Twitter. F- it went viral on Twitter, so <laughs> it doesn't matter to me. Christy, you're out. Kasich, I'm sorry, you got to go. You might be a VP nomination. I, I could see it. Mm-hmm. Scott Brown, like I said earlier, is uh, Trump is discussing possibly taking Scott Brown. Scott Brown uh, replaced Ted Kennedy. He was succeeded by Elizabeth Warren in Massachusetts. People couldn't stomach having a Republican in Ted Kennedy's seat, so that's why Elizabeth Warren got that. Um, let's see who else is there. Carly Fiorina, you're gone. Uh, sadly enough, I thought she did fairly well. Rubio is still there. He's the establishment land guy. You got Cruz, who is going to be the uh, alternate, alternative establishment, anti-establishment guy. Then you got Donald Trump, who is not establishment whatsoever. Uh, let's see who else was there. Marcus, Ben Carson. Holy Christ! What happened to him? I always, I said the joke. He couldn't even levitate a uh, a feather if he was snoring. Ha. He's so damn boring, Marcus. <laughs> I said that joke on the Greg Gutfeld show. And how'd that do? Oh, it got so many laughs. <laughs> it got so many laughs. Did the gut like it? Oh, the gut loved it. Does he, he hate that? No, he loved the gut? The gut. Being called the gut? He lo- Yeah. Oh, he's the nicest guy around. Cool. Yeah, he's very sweet. I met Alan Combs as well, for those that don't remember. Hannity and Combs. Very nice guy. Beat up. <laughs> Good God, they beat up that poor liberal man so much. But anyway, he's a very nice guy. Uh, Yeah, so that's it. Marco, Cruz, and Trump are the only three that matter right now in the Republican race. Hopefully Bernie Sanders can continue his momentum to make the Democratic primary worth caring about. Hillary continues to prove people right that didn't like her in the first place. All right, just to wrap it up here, I know the Flint, Michigan story has been getting a lot of heat, and I give credit to news outlets such as MSNBC, such as The Nation. By the way, MoveOn.org and The Nation have both supported Bernie Sanders, which are huge institutions for the left, which really uh, you know increases chances of getting people out to vote for him, because like getting endorsed by Glenn Beck, Rush Limbaugh, Laura Ingram, Sean Hannity on the right; those publications, and uh, and move on. Uh, that organization really propels people to get out and vote. Flint, Michigan, their water is terrible, and it's killing people. Ten people have died of Legionnaires' disease, which yes. I thought was a bad Jean Claude Van Damme movie. <laughs> there is one called Legionnaire. It's it's old school. I mean, Legionnaire's disease, it's, it, that hasn't been around since the 1800s. And I mean, we did have an outbreak of Legionnaire's disease
2: here in New York City up in the Bronx last okay. summer, I think. But it it's is... It's rare, right? It is extremely rare. Right. And it mostly shows up in places where people don't give a fuck. Specifically... People don't give a fuck about black people. Like places like the Bronx and Flint, Michigan. That's right. And Poor it's a, people, and it's a clean water situation. Like this, the one in the Bronx, if I remember correctly, came from uh, dirty water towers, uh, improperly mm. cleaned water towers uh, that we still use in some buildings here in New York City. Well, you gotta get a chamois. A sh- <laughs> If you're cleaning a water tower, use a chamois. Oh, a chamois.
1: Yes, <laughs> a chamois. <laughs> Chammies are also very good to use For those that don't remember a chamois Maybe you weren't an overweight kid in swim club Like I was One of the most <laughs> absorbent towels ever Yeah, they're great Love that chamois So Claude Wilson, a, a listener, sent us a, Just a breakdown uh, of what happened in Flint I'm just going to read it And we, we'll discuss it in between So on April 25th, 2014 Flint, or rather Flint's emergency manager Appointed by Rick Schneider Darnell Early Kind of a fun name Donnell, Donnell Early? Yeah. I like it. Decided to switch from getting their water from Luke Huron, Lake Huron, where it was already being treated. So they had this Lake Huron place. They, the water was doing great. Mm-hmm. Everyone was like, I can't get enough of the water from Lake Haran. Huron. 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 <laughs> H-U-R-O-N. Yeah. Huron. 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 You're saying it with an A. Or an E, rather. Huron. <laughs> Lake Huron. <laughs> Okay, so that was that was where all the clean water was coming, in. Flint was like, get rid of it. We don't want it there. So that's where it was being treated. Uh, so they changed it from Lake Huron. Or- Lake
0: Huron, or Lake Huron.
1: All right, whatever the... <laughs> okay, Google says it's Huron. <laughs> so it's Lake Huron. They changed it to Flint the, to the Flint River. Believe it or not, the Flint River is filthy. Isn't that uh, oh, stunning? Th-
2: that industrial wasteland? Yeah, Flint, yeah, yeah, Michigan, the river
1: right next to it is a little must up right right and of course they they changed it over to the flint river because it was a hell of a lot cheaper however the flint river water wasn't being treated correctly to make it safe for drinking leading to corroded uh lead to end up in a lot of the water the i mean if you look at it is it looks like um uh what's the iced tea company uh arizona, arizona. it just looks like arizona iced tea it's looks- a brown very disgusting looking color it looks like dookie water does look like dookie yeah water. it really does like i you- gotta get down to flint <laughs> have myself some of that dookie water so anyway <laughs> so now a massive number of flint kids are suffering from lead poisoning which again these are things that i don't think the government doesn't have to do everything but clean water i think we can all agree this is something the government should be able I, to handle i think that is an american right right I agree. Yeah, I agree. And did we cover that ten people died from
2: Legionnaires' disease? Ten, I want to. Yes. I want to hammer that home: that mm-hmm. ten people have died
1: from drinking water. Yeah. I mean, this is this sounds like something that happens in the third world. Yeah. Right. This sounds like a, something that would occur in Nigeria or uh, you know, poorer places in Canada. No, this happened in Flint. But
2: I mean, but this also, uh, you know, brings uh, to the forefront the issue that there are third world conditions in America. That's correct. Indian reservations. uh, That's right. Certain um, cities, certain inner cities, certain parts of the South. Parts of the rural South. People mm-hmm.
1: in America live in third world conditions. Don't fool yourself. And that's right. So that's why, oh, why is Donald Trump so angry? How is Bernie Sanders' populist, uh, borderline social, uh, socialist economics working? It's because they're pissed. Yeah. And they're sick and tired of not making any money uh, and not having wages uh, increase whatsoever as inflation goes higher and higher and things are more expensive than they've ever been. This is what Claude writes. Now, the shitty part is that Snyder, the Snyder administration knew months in advance that led in both the drinking water and people's blood was on the rise in flint as early as february of 2015 and they did nothing that's nefarious and that sounds like a crime to me yeah doesn't it it, it is it's that. that's uh, criminal negligence that is yeah. they know what's happening and they just refuse to acknowledge it again like marcus said because they're poor and because they're black
2: i mean it's, nobody I mean, cares well, if you really want to take it far you could trace that To uh, the Legionnaires' disease deaths, and
1: hell, you got a manslaughter charge on your hand. I completely agree. They took no actions to uh, to prevent its effects, and they did nothing to inform the public about the danger. They actively withheld actively withheld uh, this from the public while uh, people were being poisoned. The city council even tried to switch back to their original clean source of safe water. But we're overruled by Jerry Ambrose, another emergency manager appointed by Snyder. This seems to me like a documentary has to be made on par with Making a Murderer. What is going on? Yeah, absolutely. But here
2: is uh, what I think is going to be the great irony of the situation is that you got to smell a class action lawsuit coming up. Absolutely. And but I think- if the class action lawsuit uh, actually succeeds, the city of Flint, Michigan ain't got no money. They don't have any money in their coffers because there's the reason there's a reason why they are cutting costs like this is because right. they're not bringing in any tax revenue whatsoever. Uh, and so if the city of Flint, Michigan suddenly owes millions of dollars to you know tens of thousands of residents, then the city of Flint, Michigan is
1: only going to get worse. That's right. So the state government endangered its own uh, citizens, and Governor Snyder should be held accountable. He should be impeached and probably face criminal charges. I want to thank Claude Wilson for sending in that nice breakdown of what's occurred in uh, in Flint, Michigan. And um, it's not getting that much national press, and I think that's unfortunate. MSNBC is really the only network covering it. And it pains me to have to watch that network, but I definitely do when they <laughs> when they do things uh, that I think are appropriate, and I think they are very right to be covering the water lead the lead poisoning in the water of Flint, Michigan, a U.S. city that was once considered uh, on par with Chicago, Los Angeles, and New York. Mm-hmm. I mean, Michigan, Detroit uh, specifically, was it was uh, the the best place to be. It was the most uh, affluent city in the country at one time. Mm-hmm. And look at the demise of it now. Trees are eating buildings. Literally, nature has come back to claim uh, many many parts of uh, of urban Michigan, and it's very very sad. So that's a little again going back to uh, to politics. Where Bernie? Where Trump? Where uh, you know these people are able to make. Uh, you know where their where their anger resonates or in places like this where people feel forgotten and there is no more forgotten uh neighborhood than flint as a matter of fact i'm sure there is a more forgotten neighborhood than flint because we're discussing flint how many flints are there yeah you know how many cities in the united states i mean there's there's quite a few. There's quite a few. So, but,
2: but Flint's. I mean, Flint is king.
1: But that can also. But that also plays into why are we taking refugees? Look, you know, why, why are we taking care of ourselves first, and in all these things, it plays into a. It plays into politics. Um, but it also, on, on every level. I mean, there's conservatives. Probably Flint probably leans more left, which, you know, has sort of been an undoing, uh, of a lot of the uh, politics there because it was a one party rule city, and when one party rules, you have corruption like you see here with Governor Schneider and his minions. Mm-hmm. I mean,
2: it, it does, you know, you ask, why are we doing refugees? You know, why aren't we helping out these people? This, this helps out Bernie Sanders, you know, because you can say, he can look and say, like, listen, why are these people getting these, why are these billionaires getting these tax cuts? Why is Wall, Wall Street being bailed out when places like Flint, Michigan, don't even have clean drinking water, when people are dying right. from something that the rest of America
1: takes for granted? But then it also helps out Donald Trump because when you do have lead in the water, what do you want the most? A good show. The Freedom Kids. (laughs) Come on down. Watch the Freedom Kids. And Donald Trump.
2: Forget all your troubles. Forget all your cares.
1: Mm -hmm. It's the Freedom Kids. (laughs) I love it. Uh, fun episode, Marcus. Nice to just be with you. Yeah, you too, man. Um, all right, everyone. Thanks for supporting all the shows here on CCR, obviously. You know about last podcast on the left. And that Patreon group is uh, the Patreon page is so nice. Thank you Oof. guys so much. Thank it's you. very sweet. Keep on supporting here uh, all the shows. Marcus does another one called Page 7 and Sex and Other Human Activities. And, of course, we do Roundtable of Gentlemen together, which is fun. Yeah. Um. Let's see. I think that's about it. I think we're good to go, I think man. we're good to go. All right, everyone. We'll talk to you soon.